0: Welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Romeo. And we're finishing up Lisey's story with episode eight, Lisey's story. Hey, check that out. Before we get started on the recap and the final
1: thoughts, how was your week? Um, Rainy and wet. It's true. It was a very, I'm (laughs) really glad for it. We had just this torrential downpour this weekend, this unceasing torrential downpour. And for anyone living in California, or at least especially this part of California.
0: Northern California specifically, but Um, all of
1: California, really. It really was lovely that we got some rain.
0: Uninterrupted for like four whole days. Yes, it
1: was wonderful. I really enjoyed it, and I'm hoping that we get some more. We will. I feel sorry for people, unfortunately, who are not able to be sheltered. Yeah, Which is a real problem. But... As anyone who, again, lives in the state knows, it's very flammable here.
0: It's extremely flammable here. I felt very confident driving into uh, the shop this morning, though, seeing mist in the hills Mm -hmm. and going, it's mist, not smoke. (laughs) Which for the last two years, it's not a
1: call I would have
0: made. Uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? With confidence.
1: Confidently. Because it gets very kind of dry and the entire state can act as a tinderbox. And so it's just nice. It's damp weather. There's leaves out. There's It feels more autumn-y than yes. it has in years, actually.
0: Normally, I think the lately, when we've had large bouts of rain, it's been in January. It's been late in the season. So this is very early in the season for us.
1: I'm happy for it. How was your weekend? Or how was your week, rather?
0: Pretty good. I did some arts. That's basically it. What'd you do for your arts? I'm painting some ornaments for the holiday.
1: Oh yes, I have to set up a tree soon, don't I? Soon. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: I love the tree. It's so sparkly.
1: I do too. I actually <laughs> have to say I really do. I wanna love leave
0: it up the all the time, but then it wouldn't be special.
1: I like the fact that, um, I, when I was a kid, I used to love the fact that the tree was on all night, most of the night. And so, I used to sit by the tree just to read.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that tree right. glow for reading, for sure. Or movie watching, even. Yeah. Even though sometimes if the movie's really dark, it's hard to see it because there's a tree in there. You mm-hmm. just see the tree. <laughs>
1: But yeah, it's been, it, it uh, oh, I'm going to miss having a fireplace because that was also a nice
0: Yes, thing. fire, fire was nice. The heater is not as nice.
1: No, not so much. All that burning dust and you're just sort of.
0: It wasn't too bad. We turned it on yesterday. Uh huh. Wasn't horrible. Okay. Didn't choke. Didn't die. Oh,
1: well, so, two good things.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty positive. All right, you want to get into this? Sure.
1: I'm, I'm, it's startled when it's over. Are you? Yes, I am. Tell me more about that. I, I, I've i had problems getting through this, not as bad as, for instance, Mr. Mercedes, where I just couldn't get a purchase on any of the characters. My feeling here was that there wasn't an element of the story that I didn't see coming. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, last week... You pretty much laid out exactly what would happen this Oops, episode.
0: it was an accident. I didn't with mean to spoiler it. Ridiculous accuracy. I, I didn't know.
1: That you should get a helpline. I mean, it's entirely possible advice. that I
0: did know because I have read this book, but I uh-huh. haven't read this book in years and years yes. and years. And it, But it just, it did feel like we were on some rails, and those rails had one place to go, and we were going to go with them. So, everybody all aboard, I guess. <laughs>
1: I mean, I... Uh... I feel that it wasn't just the fact that she read the book because I had similar feelings about it too. Yeah, I knew what was going to go, and there was nothing about it that surprised me. Um,
0: I was a little surprised that Officer Dan was killed. Okay, maybe that that's seemed, the one thing. That seemed crueler, unnecessary. Right. Crueler. Than I think maybe needed. I think the I, I know why it was done. It was done to show that he was truly dangerous. Right. I didn't need it though. I knew he was truly dangerous. I saw the scars all over her body. That then she, you know, very conveniently healed and then they were gone. But I saw what he did to her, and I also saw how terribly she and her sisters fought.
1: Right.
0: Like Really bad. Um, So in this episode, we start with uh, Darla and Amanda going, where'd they go? (laughs) Did he take her? No, I think she took him, I think is how how that goes. And then we go over to Booyah Moon, where Jim is screaming that he's the prophet and he's the greatest and he's going to kill her. And she's yelling, uh, I believe she yells, fuck you a couple of times. Um, And she's basically calling for the long boy who does show up. And we do finally get to kind of see it.
1: More than we have, yeah.
0: And it is people. We were
1: right. It's people.
0: The long boy is people. (laughs)
1: Like Soylent Green, only more complete and intact, I guess. Yes. And uh,
0: he stands before it very it feels very much like a Paul move we just recorded our other podcast yeah. talking about Paul and she yells at him I'm the son of Scott Landon which is wild because you hate women and the only way you're the son of Scott Landon is through his wife who you have literally been trying to kill this whole time what are you talking about some Oedipal nonsense okay. although not Oedipal because he doesn't want to have sex with her he just wants to murder her he wants to have sex with him anyways I'm the son of so Scott confusing. Landon, so I am wrong. the lighthouse, I am the prophet, and the thing just grabs him, mushes them with its people hand made of peoples, and then those peoples that make up the hand start tearing them up.
1: So, are they like, I hate using this word in this context, they're like zombified or something, right? They're not. They're kind of I don't believe that
0: they have
1: a consciousness
0: of their own. I hope like I hope for anybody who's in a human centipede movie, that they have no consciousness right. of their own. Um, but they do definitely seem to be biting and rending at his flesh. And it's weird because the thing has fingers that are made up of of people and then palms, it's also made up of people. So when it's holding him, it's kind of, it's got him in something that looks both like a fist and like a mosh pit, and it is hard for your eyes to really get a good view on it. They do put Dane DeHaan in stark contrast to the the maw around him, Mm -hmm. which looks weird. (laughs) That's a weird CGI thing that they did. They want you to be able to see what's happening to him, but to do that, they like make him the focal point, and then there's all this like weirdness happening around him. Anyway, he
1: dies. He dies. He doesn't really have much of a choice. You're going to have to go. You're being ripped to pieces by... Yeah. I, I have to say it's well realized when you finally see it. It's kind of hard to focus on because it's so many moving parts. Yeah. Um... It,
0: but, yes, know. which and also your brain doesn't kind of know, I think they probably did a very good job, but also your brain is like mm, i yeah. don't want I don't want to see this, and so I'm gonna choose not to because that is the thing that can happen, and she she comes back once he's you know all destroyed, it and uh lets her sisters know that he's he's gone. They have a little fight over, Oops, Darla, I thought you said you uh apparently she did have the gun. She did fire the gun mm-hmm. and uh you lied to me about the gun and Darla's like, I did. And I'm like, Yeah, I would have too. But also I would have shot and killed that dude. Right, you would have actually got him. Like, I don't know why we're doing this. We had enough time to go get some night vision goggles. I'll get I'll get some. Mm. And I'm going to shoot this dude before he can get to you. Right. I don't know what would... What you want to take him over? Fine. I'll shoot him in the body it and you can just take him over that way.
1: Just like the weirdest, most poorly thought out plan.
0: But the other half is she comes back and he's in her pool in pieces. Now, you I, didn't I understand thought you all. took him over there so right. that he would disappear and still you've got to get rid of this body. Yeah. That's not convenient at all.
1: Um, I have to. And say, also, are you going to
0: swim in that pool anymore? Because ew.
1: That's the goriest <laughs> I've seen. It, it was. It was.
0: It was rough. Bad. This whole episode was mm. fucking rough. And as she she so she brings up her car and she, chucks all of his pieces into the back of her truck.
1: Yum. And, it and then even she look goes like he's out. Been ripped apart. It looks like he's been through a really big cheese grater. He does well because he's kind of shredded. He's you know? got
0: yes, all of his pieces are cut up. But then, like each leg is separate, yeah. each arm is separate. Like right. he's very much like been drawn and quartered almost. I feel like he's, like he's in right. six
1: parts. <laughs> and like you said, he's fouled the pool now.
0: Yeah, which is horrible because that's like her happy place. Yeah. Um, she uh. She packs up the truck and drives out and, of course, sees what has happened to Officer Dan. Mm-hmm. She feels bad about it. But she has to go dump him off a bridge. So she does that. She goes and finds a bridge and dumps him off of it. In daylight, it is dawn by the time that happens. Seems unwise, yeah, yeah, but she sure.
1: Is, She's is not a criminal mastermind. Um, yeah. Yeah. Goes out, drives to a bridge over a dam. So there are probably people everywhere there.
0: I don't know. It seemed like there was. Like, there. She just like looks here's to a the head. left, looks yeah. to the right, chucks them out of the back. I, I was just like, okay. And and one of the times she like literally grabs the head by the hair and just chucks it off the bridge. I'm yeah. like, really? Yep. That's cavalier. That's a white woman's confidence. I don't know. <laughs> um, a rich white woman's confidence. She got a lot of millions behind her, I guess. Uh, and then we see her coming out of. Oh no, she goes back to the house. She calls in. She doesn't say what has happened, but that she she's she says she's come out to check for storm damage because there was a storm while while she was fighting with him,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that they need to send help, and that is how she calls in Officer Dan's death. And uh, then we see her coming out of. Uh, Maybe a grand jury situation. She's giving evidence. She's yeah. given evidence um, at the courthouse, and the mm, our Pepperidge Par- Farm sheriff. I love his accent so good. Is like, um, so we're looking for Dooley having as the murder of Dan. I'm pretty sure you killed Dooley. I'm pretty sure you're not going to tell me that you did, and she's kind of like. I'm pretty sure that's true, and I'm also not gonna tell you. Okay bye. <laughs> well, there's a, I think it's a really He literally says, Is there anything there there's uh, there anything you're not telling me? And she's like, Yep
1: <laughs> And he's like, Have a nice day. Well, like, there's a He's not gonna go after that. I like her that conversation. It. Yeah. And I like the interaction too in that he knows that Dooley is never coming back, but he doesn't know why, but he has a strong suspicion that something went wrong. But yeah. this guy killed his friend yeah so him like he a really, do- a dog like say, a so dog that. he really did. yeah, and so he's like
0: if you killed him, fucking great right that's fine, and that's an understandable right thing also he didn't see the damage that she he did to her right, physically, exactly. but he did see a lot of the torture that he did to her
1: mm-hmm.
0: so yeah, yeah fine. if you needed to deal with him the way that you dealt with him.
1: It's no great you, loss that this man to, is no longer the It's world. not.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then we finally see the fucking office emptied. This bitch has finally done the thing that would have saved all of us from all of this. And that is packed up the boxes and sent it to where? The library that they had set up. Of course they did. That makes perfect sense. Why didn't we do this before? <laughs> And she's got empty shelves. Oh, those empty built ins were rough, though. I was like, oh, what are you going to put in there now? <laughs> I have to see. you going to get a big I, DVD collection or whatever. I <laughs> understand
1: from. I think Bing's the point of the story is that she is holding on to and not letting go. Yeah. And that seems to be what inspired her now that she knows that she can let him go.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Well, n- not yet. Mm-hmm. She has to learn his deepest, darkest secret first. Y'all. So then she's packing that up, and then she lets her sisters know, hey, I'm going away. And by letting her sisters know, she leaves Darla a voicemail while she's doing yoga. (laughs) And she's going to head to Booyah Moon to find her story Mm -hmm. and read it. I don't know how she plans to do that, but she does. They have a brief conversation. I don't know if it's before or after. I'm not sure that... But they're talking about the shrouded people, and Mm -hmm. she's like, they're not doubles, and they're not gone, and they're not bad. They're dead. And that's why uh, Scott has that shroud, and it's very close to his skin now. It is like...
1: (coughs) Right. (coughs) It's like a a call, I think is how you put it.
0: And uh, unsurprisingly, Scott's dead, because we've seen him die like three times now. So, yeah. So she goes over to Booyah Moon, she leaves the message like she thinks she's going to be gone for months, and I'm like, "I don't think you can stay over there for I don't months." Know, but Dave,
1: time is different there too. Also,
0: she never doubles, I guess.
1: And time is different there because she keeps seeing herself as a child.
0: I don't know what she's actually seeing. Uh That's the other part. Here's the problem with flashbacks Mm -hmm. in flashbacks in flashbacks in flashbacks in somebody else's flashback. I don't know what she's physically seeing. Like the wedding singer in the episode after her assault. Versus when we're having these flashbacks of them at under the tree and of Scott's childhood when she's reading the thing. I don't mm-hmm. know if we're meant to believe that in her mind's eye this is what she's seeing or we're just getting the narrated version.
1: Where I meant was when she goes back and also happens to her sister, they see the child. Oh, yeah, they do the Hall see the hard Hawks. That's right. true. They do see her. So that I don't visit, know that's, how that's time works that. there. I think that one of the great flaws in this presentation of the, the story I'm sure it's very different in the book, is that when you are establishing a fantasy world like this, you have to let people know the rules. Maybe, it... or
0: maybe it's not in the book, because Amanda mm. literally says, Scott didn't know much, and I don't right. know much either, which to me says Stephen King doesn't know much about this world. Okay. <laughs> that, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I Like I said, I'm, and I may read it again. I'm thinking about getting a Kindle Unlimited. Maybe I'll have it read to me. Oh, mm. that seems dreary.
1: Depends on the reader,
0: yeah, I don't know who I don't know who it is, so um so she goes back over, and like i said, sh- she's not a double, so it's not like when she goes over, like when Amanda goes and is stuck there for months she her body is in a insane asylum because mm-hmm. she's um catatonic, right, she just disappears by I guess when you have that much money and you're a white woman, you could just disappear for whatever, and you know
1: fine. Well, anything that... I mean, she's been in grief for a while. Two and years. So the thing is, I think that she knows, or people know enough not to intrude on this. I guess. But
0: also, at some point, you've got to intrude on it. Like, get your friend some help. Yeah. Or your sister some help. Uh, not... <laughs> don't let her suffer because you're jealous that she has money. <gasps> Dorla. Um... <laughs> So, (laughs) I know that's what's happened. Mm -hmm. So she goes and she finds, like, a manila envelope with Lisa's story written on it. Excuse me, it looks like handwritten legal pad pages, and it's a letter to her. And it is the rest of Scott's childhood that we find out. And I'm going to tell you... This shit was unfucking necessary. Didn't need it. Lisey didn't need it. I'm sorry, she did not need to know this about her husband to let him go. I cannot I, I don't understand. We find out that after their father killed Paul, mm-hmm. he doesn't go back to work even though he has a job waiting for him because he is worried that they are gonna come and find out that what he did. He also has deep guilt and regret for what he has done. Okay. Uh and then he sends Scott on a bull hunt, during which he tries to take his own life. It's too much of a shit, chicken shit to do so, so he drinks himself into oblivion and leads a, no, leaves a note for his seven-year-old child to kill him, please.
1: Yeah, you know, this might not be great listening. It's unrelentingly grim, really. That's what I'm saying. It's just So yeah.
0: seven-year-old Scott takes a pickaxe and kills his father. And then packs up a bag. no excuse me before he does that, he ties his- his father's body to a tractor with a pulley system to take it out of the barn and mm-hmm. bury it or whatever he does with right. it, or maybe he takes it to booyamun. no he can't he tries. Mm-hmm. He tries to take it to Buyamun because he, he asked, his son his father has asked him to leave him with Paul. he can't take him over he's an anchor, and also a, that's a child. Ooh. So he buries his father, packs up a bag, goes to the, to the you know, town, the, ta- the store or whatever in town and says, my dad and Paul abandoned me. Nobody ever looks at the farm. And then he gets, you know, taken care of, fostered or adopted, however it goes. And now that Lisi knows every part of Scott, she can finally let him go. Bullshit. <laughs> she did not know, need to know that he was a murderer. <laughs> she did not need to know that. I don't know that if about I would him. use the word murderer. He I wouldn't really, mm-hmm. but also he definitely did murder his dad. Yeah, he did kill dad. Yeah. So I don't believe that Scott Landon the character is a murderer. But he definitely did cause the death of his father at his father's behest that he's just he's a traumatized Abused child is what right. he is, uh, because this is this is a thing you don't ask anybody to do. Certainly not your child. It's un fucking believable. But now she knows all of him, so she can let him go. What the fuck? No.
1: <laughs> Maybe she's just like, well, now that I know he's a murderer, I don't want to have anything. I don't anything.
0: exactly. Oh, phew! I can I can release him, and then she goes to the to the amphitheater. And Paul's like, deuces, baby, it's time for me to go. And he walks his cloaked self into the water and disappears. And then she sits and looks at the hollyhocks for a while before she goes home.
1: And Then we get an odd flashback of the hollyhocks.
0: Yeah, it's them when they were little, when their parents, I guess their mother and stepfather, mm-hmm. that's who it was, uh, who I don't know if we see him there, but it's, it was Peter Scolari who just passed? Oh, um, but that. did play her father, right? That was right. one of his last roles. Um, and them, you know, being amazed that they had built this thing for them, and they were playing with it and yelling, you know, pirates and gold, boyfriends and gold, <laughs> with equal abandon and enthusiasm. There's a but. Oh, and then there's like. Three minutes of flashbacks of their relationship and how in love they were, which I could have used literally any time before this. It's. I'm like, this is how you open it. This is how you open it. You open it with all of these memories of them being so deeply in love. And then we understand why she's so deeply grieving, because the flashbacks we get of their actual relationship were fighting. Him, her literally saving his life, or them talking and him acting like a four year old. Right. I didn't get the love between them until the literal last shots of this series. And I don't understand that a whole thing could have been moved up. And we have her waking up from those dreams and just realizing that he's gone. And then I understand how and why for her grief. And I don't, I don't know why we did I think that
1: the, the kind of disjointed storytelling, um, and I complained about it before when we were watching, uh, The Stand. Yeah. Is that that's kind of a modern trope that I'm really not into because I I don't don't know what's going on. Disjointed
0: storytelling. I I don't mind out of order storytelling. If, If I'm also being given a strong blueprint of the world and a solid I need to know within 15 minutes of what, of a character doing something bonkers why they're doing that. I don't need to know five episodes later
1: right.
0: why they did that By thing that way, is clearly right. bonkers to everybody watching it in the current time stream. Like if you want me on your character's side, you need to show me your characters in a way that gets me on their side. And this, 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 it was literally three minutes of just very brief scenes of just Julianne Moore and Clive Owen hugging and kissing, hugging and kissing in various
1: places. That's why I said. I hope they liked each other because if not, this montage would be really difficult to do. Well,
0: and they were in places that they didn't shoot anything else at. Yeah. And I'm just like, so they just go to these places and just be in love now for two minutes and we'll take three seconds of that and put it here at the end. But if we had opened with that, you just know, oh, instead we get her alone and Amanda telling her how much in grief she is. Well, That's not, that's not going to do it. That's not going to get me where you need me to be with this character.
1: I just uh, I I agree with you that we've seen too much of this weird infantilized behavior from him. Yeah. And then we I didn't get enough. Or of him. him standing her mm-hmm. up. Right.
0: Or them being in some sort of emergency. <laughs> like
1: But I just don't I didn't get a real sense of this feeling between them until I saw this. And then yeah, it does come very and by late. but
0: then it's like too late.
1: Yeah. It's almost like it was an afterthought.
0: Which is, but you've put it after, she finally lets him go and now we can see these things. Well, what was she holding on to then? Yeah. If this isn't what she was holding on to, then what were we doing? I just, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me at all. Um but that's the end of this. I mean,
1: I thought it was beautifully made. I thought it was beautifully photographed.
0: Um, I, I think when, when the three women leads were able to do their thing, they mm-hmm. were very fun right. and funny and interesting. I think this whole thing could have been four hours long, maybe even short. This we caught, probably could have been a movie. Probably could have been a movie. Right. 2.15, 2.20. I think so. I think we could have done that. Yeah. You can do a lot of showing and not telling. <laughs> uh, there were whole episodes where literally four minutes happened in real what? In the there real world.
1: A, there was eight hours the world?
0: It was about eight hours, yeah. Eight hours of just. A little bit less. Probably with the shorter things, seven and a half, but yeah, about eight hours.
1: Just eight hours of. Mm, this sounds horrible. Not sort of getting to the point of what the storytelling is. Yeah. There's a story there, and we're not going to get to it we're going to do instead of this sort of very sort of self-indulgent kind of look at these beautiful compositions and there were. It was a really beautifully done both the cinematography, the art direction all of it was really beautifully done but I think it was lacking in terms of there wasn't enough story there to tell. Yeah. And it felt stretched out. It felt like it had been squeezed into a tactic. I really
0: feel like we could have done a half, in the first half an hour mm-hmm. um, her where how she got to where she's at and her stuff with her sister and him, how he got to where he's at with his sister, Mm -hmm. then introduce the professor and how that comes all together. So then we're 40 minutes in maybe,
1: uh,
0: with that assault and what's going on at, at, at 60 minutes, we get a lot of Booyah moon stuff for the next 30 or so. Like I really think you could do this in a in a in a in a movie in mm. in a movie. Yeah, you could have. Um, and I feel like everybody would be turned up. They'd have more to do. We'd have less slow images
1: of tortured women and children. Those scenes went on too long. I think we, we just got to see a like,
0: lot of... I kn- this is bleak. I got it. Right. I don't need the next 30 minutes. Oh, you're going to give me f- five minutes? Great. Cool. Awesome. We did not need to see... as We didn't... I think we could have done five minutes with child, uh, Scott's childhood and really gotten what the fuck we were supposed to minutes. get. We did not need an hour and ten minutes on that farm or whatever we got it was too much. I like Mike Pitt. Not worth it. <laughs> I couldn't even tell it was him. I couldn't either. I, I couldn't. I, I, and in this last one, I mm-hmm. knew it was him, and I'm watching him. And I'm like, he doesn't look like himself anymore. To me, I haven't seen him in a long time. You also it, think it, of him as blonde, and he was deeply not blonde in this.
1: <laughs> it felt very much like uh, I was watching a Rob Zombie film. Where yeah. The aesthetic is so that everyone's filthy. filthy and covered in grime. But, and,
0: like, I get it. It was real bad. And literally five minutes would have gotten us the scenes
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, that we needed. Like, I don't I feel like you and I could write this and make a, you know, 220
1: movie. Make a good podcast.
0: (laughs) No, I I think think, this is a uh, good... See, a lot of his stuff I do think would make a good podcast. I would love a Firestarter podcast mm -hmm. because that shit is not... Uh, cinematic they're making a new fire starter and just her with energy around her staring that's not carrie is also not really cinematic it works in the in the versions they do but like any psychic power that's not really very cinematic. It's,
1: it's, that was the complaint with... Um,
0: but the long boy? The X-Men.
1: You know, it's cinematic. The, yes, uh, when right.
0: Professor Xavier puts everyone his hands to his head. Everyone else gets
1: makeup, they get powers. Yeah. I just get to tap my forehead or put and my fingers on like, my head. And squint. And squint with <laughs> conviction. In Which is why when he goes into split, he really goes... <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He just, I'm going to throw myself into it. This is what everyone else has been doing in the X-Men movies for the last 10 years or something. And yeah. I can't do it. Um, yeah, I... I've I've had similar feelings to you. I, I when I say podcast, I mean there could have been. It's I would have preferred. All right, film is a visual medium. Yes. Um, at the same time, I like dialogue, yeah. and I think that you had again, as we pointed out, three of the greatest actors of yeah. our generation, and Clive Owen. Um,
0: but I also think, yeah, the the scripts for this. The actual scripts for this right can't be more than three
1: hundred pages. Well, yes, because I'm going. A uh, script is in general. I mean, it's it usually out page one to, a minute, to one, right? But the um,
0: dialogue in this is much less than that. So much less than
1: yeah, and so little that and, and and I think that's kind of what the the issue that I'm having with it is is that you have these actors, but you're not giving them a dramatic situation to respond to. You know why? Because Mm -hmm.
0: Stephen King is a novel writer, not a screenwriter. I'm sorry. I love him. I do. But he should have written the treatment. Mm -hmm. And somebody else should have written the script. And somebody else should have written the script. Or he could have done this and given it to somebody else.
1: Yeah. And this is not any criticism of Stephen King. H.G. Wells is one of my favorite writers ever. His attempt at writing a screenplay wound up with people like, his attempt at writing a screenplay for Things to Come was had to be re- rewritten a great deal, actually, to make it filmable. Yeah. But it often was people standing up to the screen and giving the exact opposite, these big theatrical speeches that were filled with really beautiful purple prose. And then we'd get to the action, and it was very segmented. Here's a talk scene, here's an action scene, here's a talk scene, here's an action scene. And... It took a completely different screenwriter doing something to the time machine, for instance, which was also HGL's. When they got a hold of that material, they were able to follow the spirit of the book and also make it sort of a really compelling, watchable story. Yeah. And that's the gift of a screenplay writer. You know, the, yeah. the, the, uh, you as a writer might feel bad that they didn't follow your material or follow your choices. But there's a completely different way of structuring a story that has to be told visually. Yeah.
0: But also we're with Lisi. It's mm-hmm. her story. It says so. Well, I don't really know who Lisey is. It doesn't feel like even it's Even at the end of this.
1: We have Lisi's story, but it's really just a story for Lisey. Yeah. Because we never get Lisey's story. We get Yeah. Right.
0: And there was it was interesting because I liked the line there's a line in this one where She goes back to a previous conversation that they had had where Mm -hmm. Amanda's like, he said it was Lisey's story, but he never dedicated any of his his stories or any of his books to you. And she says, you know, that thing about, no, we had to keep our marriage, you know, private or whatever, which is not an answer to that question. And today she gave, or in this episode, Mm -hmm. she gives the right answer. They're all for me. Right. And that feels more true to the character and to, you know, anything, because like, what does that have to do with a dedication? Like, it, do, it doesn't... I, you wanted to say this thing right now, and so you've answered this question that way, but that doesn't make any sense, ma'am.
1: It's pretty crazy. I, I, uh, I did appreciate it, but, God, it took so long to get to the point.
0: Yeah, and I just... I don't feel like I got enough of their love and her character to be as invested in it as I needed to be. You gave me a villain that I wanted her to beat because mm-hmm. I hated that villain. Right. Not because I was with her, necessarily. Yeah, um, yeah and the weird and vandalizing speech in, in so many of the scenes was odd. I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> it, I'm glad we're done.
1: Right.
0: I don't know. I am
1: I don't know. Yeah, it was a, it was a hard one in some ways to get through, and then and it was just unrelentingly
0: depressing. Right. And when I'm like, oh, she won. Oh, but wait, let's watch this last thing that happened to this poor yeah. child. Hey, remember that place you thought we weren't going back to? We're definitely going back for like. 25 minutes Mm. of more child torture let's do it happy finale more child
1: abuse here um it was
0: really and as a person with an with abusive parents abusive alcoholic parents it was a little bit rough like to sit through like and then i also i do have these thoughts of like that's a, a real child That's a child actor that had to do some of these things that I just...
1: mm, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. But yes. Yes, it's done now.
0: Yes. And so next we are going to watch... Chapelweight,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is air- airing right now. It the finale airs on uh Halloween, which is this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. So it it will have ended by the time we begin starting a, begin speaking about it. We're gonna get the epic subscription until we're done with it. It's like $3.99 a month. I think you can get it through Amazon Prime. So that's what we're gonna do. And this is a Loose adaptation? This is a prequel to Jerusalem's Lot. It takes place in the 1800s. I think 1800s. It's unclear in this. I'm just looking at the Chapel Waite Wikipedia page. So does it cover some of the same... The premise is that following his wife's tragic Uh death at sea, Captain Charles Boone, played by Adrian Brody, so we got a good actor here, and his children return to the small town of Preacher's Corners, Maine, where a dark family history haunts them until confronted. I don't know what that means. It is uh, gothic. I believe it is gothic horror that we are talking about.
1: Well, is it covering some of the same territory that we covered in um, Castle Rock? I don't know. Mm. Maybe.
0: Because
1: that was a period piece it about It may Jerusalem bounce Rock. off
0: of it, but like ago, ago, ago. Go. Right. A ago, ago. Like this is... And it's a 10-part series. They're calling it an adaptation of the short story, "Jerusalem's Lot. It's got a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. I have not watched anything. I have not watched a trailer.
1: I don't know anything about it. It's good to go in blind sometimes. Um, yes,
0: yeah, so we're going to go get, in get blind and we're going to watch man. the first... For, we're going to do 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. We're not going to try and double up. Um, so it's going to take us... You know, through mm. the end of the year. And then we may be done with Stephen King. Um, I don't know that we can get the last season of Mr. Mercedes. Okay. Um, I've still been trying, but it's you don't really want to go back to it. So um, this may be it on the Stephen King front. Mm. Uh, but for the next ten episodes, right into the, in through the new year, we're going we're gonna to watch this Chapel Wait, which, like I said, is on Epix here in the United States, mm-hmm. and it's it's spelled C-H-A-P-E-L-W-A-I-T-E, Epics in the United States, CTV sci-fi channel in Canada, and in India on Sony Live. So Is if you're okay. in India or Canada, that's how you get to it, but we have to get to it right. through, uh, through Epics. So we're giving Jeff Bezos a little bit money.
1: Bezos. Not thrilled about it, but here we are. Unfortunately, that's where we have to go.
0: So that's what's next. Um, until then, do you have anything you would like to recommend?
1: Um, oh, yes, I do. And I uh, saw it just Friday. We saw Dune. Did see Dune? film version of it.
0: Hey, spoiler alert, guys! It's only half of the movie.
1: <laughs> yes, it's, it's really just half of the um, of the film that David Lynch made.
0: Which I presume is half of the, also half of the book. Yes, uh, the first it's, book.
1: it's very much going to be along the lines of Lord of the Rings if he's able to get all of it made. And this covers the period from... I don't know if I should say anything, but it will spoil it for people who don't know about the book. Yeah, Dune. Anything else to say about it? <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, really, I, I don't want to give anything away. I understand that there are people who are not familiar with the story. and so, it's, about,
0: a- it's about space. Planets in space
1: yeah it's it's like um the notion that human beings will always be human beings, and so we create a world where we're uh operating by commerce, there's a yeah a it's, single kind of not it's, it's
0: got very uh, um it reminded me of like the merchant families of Venice yes. that kind of vibe only only it wasn't venice it was the solar system or solar systems the universe where these big families like ran whole planets instead of like districts
1: inside of a city uh, <laughs> and and so as it turns out there's one thing that everyone needs one Spice. product and there's a great uh a great effort to push it and to set people up to fail in trying to produce it and it, there's just it's a, not
0: even producing it either it's very very costly it's harvesting it it's just in on this planet and they have to go and get it
1: mm. yeah it's it's, it's it a, i like the story there's a lot going on to it because there's it's more than just the story of uh, uh it's not more than it's it's well there is a it's it's like a messiah fiction, story right. in,
0: within it but but what we're watching is a it's like a like a land war. <laughs> well, we, we, we're <laughs> That's the part we're doing. that is we're it, watching.
1: Uh, is a, they, um, the way it's being portrayed, it's covering all the possibilities of how people respond to a situation like that when there's one source and everyone has to go through it. Yeah. Is this guy the messiah of these desert people on this desert planet? Is he not? He seems to have all the credentials. But
0: it feels very... Right. It, I like that it feels very much like... And the, and the desert people very much are a brown mm-hmm. people,
1: right?
0: Um, and it feels very much like you know the the people going into say the the Middle East to take the oil,
1: yeah,
0: and and uh, and basically ignoring the fact that there are people there that should have the rights to these this thing where we're not going to deal with them. We're right. gonna just take the but, resource that we
1: want. There's a really interesting feeling of maybe this guy is this messianic figure, maybe he's not. <clears throat> but there are religious factions there who are trying to make him into that. Yes. Because it benefits them. Including his own mom. Including his own mom. And that they're they're deliberately spreading around this word that he's this guy, and he might not be that guy, but he might be that guy, which I think is an intriguing oh. kind of question. Yeah. Because he starts having the vision, saying maybe I am this person, but you know it, it's a really interesting. Yeah. His story is very interesting. Yes,
0: and he's um, he's quite good. Timothy yeah. Chalamet. I could kind of take Timothy Chalamet or leave Timothy Chalamet, but he's good in this. He's so thin. <laughs> I'm afraid he's going to topple over, just and just sound like.
1: A skeleton clattering to the floor. Right, it's going to, or like a uh, Harryhausen film where someone's playing a xylophone in the background and yes. the skeletons come around. So, uh, but prater yeah, prater. it's really, and, and of course, what it gets, they're beautifully weird looking giant worms, which is really one of the reasons to see this. The worms are remarkable.
0: Maybe I'll just second Dune, because I can't think of another thing. Okay. I've been watching some little things, but I don't know yet. Oh, there is a show on Hulu that we're watching called The Next Thing You Eat, Mm -hmm. which is um, a documentary series hosted by David Chang about how food production and distribution in the United States has been changing. Right. And then how the COVID pandemic really shifted all those changes into a high gear. And it's very interesting. Um, we're watching it with our newly carnivore roommate who's like, you know, meats everything. And I'm like, you're not going to be able to afford meat. Like, I don't know how to break this to you, but um, it's going to get real expensive here in a little bit. So good luck in yeah, guys.
1: I'm maybe. not sure how sustainable it is. but So give me
0: that lab meat. I want meat grown in a lab. I want it. I want it. I want it. Not vegetarian. Not a, Not not plant-based meat products. I mean literal meat that's grown in a test tube. Give it to me. I
1: don't know. I saw a horror film once. stayed with me. I don't
0: care. I did, too. It was called The Stuff. Give it to me. Okay. Delicious, delicious,
1: delicious.
0: I'm pretty sure that's the pink, what was they called? Pink slime that they said was in
1: hamburger in McDonald's meat? hamburgers? Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think it's The Stuff. You see the stuff? I've never seen the stuff. It was like a takeoff on I the was, blob. I, think. I was, yeah, I was watch, I was in a group, and they were and it having looked a like, big uh, froyo. <laughs> there was a big fight about whether the blob was better than the stuff, and so I didn't. Oh,
0: I don't answers. know that that better is a term yeah, that could be applied to either of those will films. Argue about frankly, anything. yeah, I saw the stuff I never saw the blob until I was older. So I'm a stuff girl. It's a weird way to.
1: Yeah, you might self want to self-identify, but us. here we are.
0: Okay, so next week, Chapel Wait, Episode One. You can find it on Epics. or you can just listen to us tell you about it. Um, if you have questions or comments or concerns or ideas for what our next season should be, if you guys recall, we haven't always done Stephen King. <laughs> we've just done them for the last yeah. Two it's very really funny
1: how we've gotten reactions to from people and support we, just because we're reading Stephen King. Yeah, and going, yeah. I would like to, and I, I've shared this with you. I'm not serious. Mm. Do every last film of Christopher Lee's.
0: Yeah, you no. said
1: that. No, it will go on forever. There are movies that he
0: also. Didn't, I feel he like it would get in. redundant, right. If we did them chronologically.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we're thinking about what to do next. We don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a next year thing, though, because Chappelle's getting us through to the end, right. and we may have another thing that pops up in the next two months. Lord knows there's a lot of TBA, TBD situations uh, on there. So, uh, you can email us at uh, latecomerspod at com. You can find us on Facebook by searching Latecomers Podcast in the search bar. Or you can tweet us at tweet at us at LatecomersPod. I would like to remind you to take your medicine and not lose it. I've lost my medicine, y'all, and it's not good. And we remind you
1: Better late than than never.